And uh, it's a Tuesday. It's 2 o'clock. Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. Welcome, sir. How are you? Are you... Uh, I, I thought hey, I just saw... Hey, great. Pete's good to be with you today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. So not hanging out at the uh, legis- Joint Legislative Commission on Governmental Operations Subcommittee on Use and Distribution on the Federal COVID Funding? Well, you know, I've been uh, <laughs> paying close attention to it. I've got good members on there, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, report shows. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to be uh, rolling out some uh, new things uh, next week related to this. But... Uh, uh, should be some good uh, some good information coming out there that uh, folks are wanting to know and want to make sure this money is being spent in the right way. So have you thought about, like, uh, uh, maybe getting, like, acronyms for these committees that so we could just call them, like, an acronym committee? That's a really long committee name, just for a radio we guy's find, sake. We just need to find one that we call the huge committee, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and with the only huge. one member. Or maybe, or maybe two. Like, <laughs> That'd be pretty uh, good. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let me start uh, actually first with uh, this redistricting lawsuit stuff. Um, were you surprised that you were not able to persuade uh, Justice Earls or Irvin to recuse themselves from hearing the case that I think is pretty obvious, at least in the case of Anita Earls? It, it is. She is obviously conflicted, um, but she's still. She says she can be impartial she can be non-biased while hearing a case that's uh, being funded by one of her donors as well as litigated by one of her former uh, law partners you know i, I practice law or, or at least sort of do now still um, uh, and i've been a lawyer i guess 26 27 years it's been a while and you think about this uh justice earl actually sued the legislature just a, just a few years ago, right before she was a justice on the Supreme Court, representing essentially the same plaintiffs and the same arguments and was proposing maps. For her to hear this as a judge is just is shocking. It really is. Uh, the, the whole, if, if you had a case come before a judge in court and they had represented plaintiffs to that and the similar lawsuit in the past to think that they would be the ones hearing the case just doesn't make sense. And, uh, the, uh, the, the, the RSLC put out an ad. I don't know if you've played it on, on the show, but, uh, basically it's one showing the refs, right? And you can imagine, I mean, the refs wear black and white shirts. They're supposed to be impartial. They're not supposed to uh, be on a team. And, uh, to think of the judge is essentially a ref wearing one of the uh, team jerseys. Uh, it's kind of what it looks like, and I think it's going to create doubt. But, you know, the real deal is, Pete, that the court should not be wading into political issues like this. This is a political decision constitutionally given for the legislature to decide, and for the court to be wading into this uh, is just highly improper. Well, I, th- I think, though, that uh, according to uh, your colleague, Deb Butler, uh, according to her thinking on this, this is all the Republicans' fault because they put the D's and the R's back on the ballot so voters would know. Seeing had you not done that, then you the the courts would not have been politicized. I think that's the argument. Yeah, that that that's when we used to see uh, Democrats do the same thing when they were running nonpartisan. Again, that's more uh, just distraction from the real issue, which is a court that is elected um, is still a court, and it should not be wading into political decisions, whether it was nonpartisan or partisan. Uh, the Constitution of the state says the legislature draws the districts. And 
but, but just look at what Democrats are doing elsewhere. You want to see gerrymandering? Go look at what happened in New York. Look at what happened in Illinois. Look at what happened in California. These crazy things that look like spider webs drawn all around. That's what they've done. And if you look at the districts, and you've done a good talk, job talking about this, uh, if you look at the districts that we've that we since we keep counties together, we don't unnecessarily split municipalities. Um, we, we it just you, you can show the picture. There's that before and after. I think it shows when the remember the Democrats uh, had that old district that ran from Gastonia to Durham. Yeah. Sometimes it was only as wide as like one lane of Interstate 85. I mean, that's the kind of junk that, that, that they did when they were last in charge of this process. And uh, we didn't do that. We, we did great maps, open process, didn't take into account race, political data, any of that. And it just seems like it's still never enough. But uh, I'm, I'm hopeful the court will do the right thing. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in session to deal with whatever happens. Right. Um, Governor vetoed moving the primary, giving you guys a couple of more uh, weeks in case the court does uh, strike the maps down. It would have given you some more weeks to draw the new maps. And I, get, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think we kind of both saw that as the likely outcome, uh, probably for politics as well because now it for it by vetoing it now it puts the legislature on a too tight of a timeline right and the idea there is that you get the courts to draw the maps which is what democrats would prefer right well bear in mind this is the same governor of course who vetoed legislation that we said to out-of-state private money coming into influence elections like the martin zuckerberg thing mm-hmm. the same governor who vetoed a provision that said guess what when somebody uses as an excuse for their jury duty that they're not a citizen. Uh, obje- he vetoed a bill that would say that they're then rem- if they're on the voter rolls, they're removed because they're not a citizen. I mean, and, and, and the same governor who has fought voter ID, uh, I'm afraid that he's no, no more interested in voter integrity and fair elections uh, than, than anything else. It's all about uh, trying to elect Democrats, nothing more, nothing less. And so I'm not surprised he vetoed it, but I am disappointed. Uh, but I'll tell you, the, the people know this. The people realize what's happening. And just like what they did in Virginia this last election and what they're pushing back on, uh, they're going to they're going to have the ultimate decision at the ballot box. And it's just not enough things, I think, that the Democrats are going to be able to do to try to, to, to steal these elections that we're not going to be able to overcome. We're going to keep um, you know, working on the laws that we pass. We're going to sue what we have to um, but just to make sure that we have fair and free elections uh, in this state. And I'll tell you, what we need to do is we need voter ID, vote in person on Election Day with a photo ID. You do that, it's pretty hard to cheat. And I tell you, these districts, if they're upheld, uh, or at least partially upheld, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good election year and it'll be some uh, fair elections that people will be proud of. So now you realize as soon as you start talking about election integrity and you start questioning that, you open yourself up to potentially uh, being uh, uh, accused and a uh, complaint filed against you as an insurrectionist. You realize that, right? Like, are you aware that that could happen to you now? Because you've said that. Well, I don't, I don't think that's quite the same thing as what <laughs> others have done that have been accused of that. But I will say this. Uh, I, I think that part of the criticism has to do with, like, the voting machines. You hear about that. I'm telling you, the voting machines are not, from what I can tell, the problem. The problem are the voter rolls. The voter rolls aren't being cleared up of dead voters, uh, voters who are not here illegally. 
the, 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 the same day registration, which is rife for opportunities of fraud. And then at the end of the day, not having voter ID. If those things are addressed, you would take care of 90% of the problems. Um, and so that, that's, that's something that we need to keep uh, harping on, and we're going to. And, you know, just remember, just a few years ago, the people of this state went, and by almost 60% approved voter ID to the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, House Speaker Tim Moore, thanks for your time. As always, sir, we appreciate it. Safe travels to you. Hey, great to be with you as well. Thanks. All right.